Hello. Hello, Internet. How are you today? I don't really care. Welcome to episode 22 of Outrage Factory, the world's foremost outrage assessment podcast looking at what made people angry on the Internet this week. And then we, as educated, totally... Entitled to do so, people tell them how they should actually be reacting to said outrage. Basically, you should feel nothing about anything uh, ever. Except for the way we feel about some stuff. Some stuff you could get riled up about, some stuff you're just wasting your time. I will tell you which is which. (laughs) That's what we're here to do. Doing the Lord's work. Exactly. Uh, I'm Derek Bolin. I'm Dale DeRuiter. And let's, uh, let's take a good hard look. Yes. At things that people got upset about on the internet. Let's do that. What are we going to start with? We'll take it away, Dale. We, we probably should have talked about this. We can we, let's let's not let's not let the people see how wildly unorganized oh, we are when it comes this to is recording a peek this. Behind the cor- the curtain. <laughs> uh, do you want to start with the Nick Cab? Yeah, knee let's cab? let's do that. Hot, hot button issue, and I know it's one that you and I definitely don't agree on. Oh my so god, we're gonna have some so, debate here. The reason I said it three different ways was Derek, being the ever-pleasing good host he was, decided to Google how to actually pronounce kneecap, and he got three different ways. Yeah, I don't like looking dumb. I like giving the illusion that I already know how to pronounce these things as a man of the world. I, on the other hand... Hand, other hand, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> I'm far desensitized from looking like an idiot, so I don't give a fuck. Cool, yeah. Uh, for those of you not in the know or who don't pay attention to Canadian news, uh, Quebec, which is widely renowned as the most racist province in Canada, yeah, uh, they ha- even hate white people who don't speak French, yeah. Wait, is that like the barometer of like really racist? Well, they're so racist, they still hate white people. That's the thing that trips me up about Quebec is that they're so fucking like intent on maintaining their culture. Yeah. Uh, at the expense of all other cultures, which is where uh, the Nickab thing comes into play. Uh, well, I think it's more of a we were first, we set the rules, fuck off, we're not changing them type of deal like if you if you and your buddy start a game on the playground and then you like work out these rules that are shitty and but they work and you're getting the game played and then these other people come along who happen to look different than you and they're like hey we want to play the game but from where we're from we play the game differently than that and then one of the guys who's previously playing the game one of the two guys who started just points at the other guys like, I don't even like this guy's rules, so there's no way I'm going to accept your rule changes. Okay, yeah, but, like, we have to understand that, like, the French colonized Quebec how yeah. fucking long ago. Like, it's, you know, yeah, time to let that shit go. Yeah, uh, so it's, let's just get right down to it. It's B- Bill 62, right? Yeah. And what this says is that... Nobody's allowed to cover their face when receiving public services or municipal services. And they fucked up because if they would have kept it at just public services, it would have been fine because to receive public services, you have to show your ID, take off your hat, your glasses so people could see that you're actually the person. And this is to go to the doctor, receive social services, get I don't know. Like go to the DMV and get a driver's license. Yeah, or- all of that stuff that they actually have to know who you are. But for whatever fucking reason, in August, they tacked on municipal services, which includes bus lines. Yeah. And this is how you would have heard about it, because everybody's crying because they're like, they're not letting Muslim women ride the buses, blah, blah, blah. And to go further on fucking up on how they handled this, they put a line in there that says not only do they have to show their face when they're getting on the bus or receiving services... But they have to keep showing their face for the duration of the services. So, basically, a Muslim woman who wears a niqab has to show her face while she gets on the bus and for the whole bus ride. Now, everybody's saying how this is discriminatory against public wi- or Muslim women, but the uh, people in charge... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Too popular. (laughs) The people in charge uh, basically said it was a bill to enforce 
neutrality of the state as far as religion is concerned, which I am 100% on board with. The state should be neutral on religion, and people shouldn't get public or uh, preferential services for the religion. Okay, but here in Canada, we have this crazy fucking thing called the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Mm -hmm. which affords people the right to observe their religious beliefs. So by zeroing in on one specific religion that just happens to be the one that everyone shits their pants over these days. Well, the thing is, it's not the, like, technically, they're not zeroing in on the religion because it means I can't wear a balaclava and ride the bus either. Yeah. So it's basically nobody could cover their face. It's just there's only one religion that covers their face as part of the religion. Here's here's yeah. So it's it's balancing, and they say it's it's uh, under the pretense of of public safety, where uh, kneecaps haven't really posed that much of a public safety threat in Canada. Well, they uh, haven't historically. been they haven't been taken advantage of yet. You haven't had somebody rob a bank wearing a kneecap yet. Yeah, but we can't enact things that limit people's freedom based on hypotheticals, things that I might think happen. You can absolutely like okay, I will admit the bus was a step too far. Yeah, absolutely. But as far as receiving public services, getting the DMV, you should absolutely have to prove you are who you are by taking off your kneecap. I think I think any situation where people need to have their identity confirmed, yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. uh, riding the bus, like Halloween is coming up in two weeks. Oh, you have to take off your mask. Uh, I I would be willing to wager money that bus drivers are not going to make every person getting on the bus remove their Halloween mask. I masks. seem to remember when you get on the bus, they're like, hey, you have to take off your mask. That's the other stupid fucking thing is that they announced this like two weeks before Halloween. They passed this law. If they didn't want it to seem racist, they could have waited until after Halloween because now you know every everything they do is going to be under a microscope. Yeah. And if there are any instances where people don't have to remove their Halloween masks or you're going to have all these people uh, getting on buses with masks trying to to poke holes in the system. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's bullshit. I think it's unfortunate that um, that it it does seem to explicitly target yeah sure maybe there's only one religion that does uh mm-hmm. that does propose face covering uh for women but yeah. which in and of itself is this like archaic bullshit belief yeah but i i don't agree with it at all i don't agree with it but that, i agree with people's right to practice religion yeah, however I mean, they fucking want even if you're not muslim you should be able to wear a kneecap like if i just wake up and be like hey i wonder what life's like under a kneecap i should be able to just fucking wear one i mean i probably wouldn't because i would not only get harassed by white racists, but I would probably get harassed by Muslim women for being a white male. Yeah. Cultural be, appropriation. Yeah, oh, absolutely say. Yeah. that would. And yeah, and then it launched into this big thing where everybody started calling me as an Islamophobe because I was saying that Gail made people angry on the internet. Not only once, but twice this week. But I was saying that we should – I'm, like, going a step further. I'm, like, we should just ban the kneecaps because it's an archaic holdover from a patriarchal religion that – and then everybody's, like, oh, they have their own choice or whatever, and I don't really want to wade into that because that's basically an hour of screaming at each other. Okay, I will say that there are some, relate. like – for sure there are some fundamentalist Muslim households in Canada where, like, women wear the niqab because – uh, they are essentially told they have to. Yeah. Um, but uh, in Western culture, I think by and large, the majority of women who wear the niqab are doing it of their own volition. They're they're not being told they have to. Well, do but it. it's it's like it's more like it's getting into the gray territory for me because it's like yes, it's their choice right now, but it's precedent on a patriarchal religion that's taught to them. And That's every fucking religion, dude. Yeah, you and read I, don't the Bible ag- lately? I don't agree with any religion. <laughs> and if we all of a sudden came up with these rules that women had to abide by from the book of Leviticus, nobody would fucking stand for that. They'd be like, this is fucking ridiculous. Our women are actually the same level of citizen as everybody else. We're not making them, I don't know, fucking not mix cloth because that's what it says in Leviticus. Like in Leviticus, you're not supposed to wear two garments of mixed cloth. And if I said, 
Like uh, just the women aren't allowed to, or anyone? Anyone. But the Quran, the kneecap, comes from a loose sentence that just says everybody should act within modesty. And it was literally translated in the women have to cover their face and the men get to wear flip-flops. Because Which is just gross. Yeah, like, I've I don't, seen... I ban the flip-flop if we're going to start anywhere. <laughs> yeah, get, no I don't way, dude. See feet. I fucking love flip-flops. I do not want to see feet dude, ever. Get that shit away from me. Okay, it's my religious right to let my dogs bark. No. Because <laughs> my dogs get heated up in the summer. And if I put them in shoes... It's just so It's like putting a gnarly. muzzle. There's a guy oh. in my office who's like, uh, I don't know if he's a hippie or what, but this dude will just like chill out, like wear sandals all the time, and then just like chill out and pop his feet up, pop his shoes and socks off. I'm like, this is a fucking place of commerce. Okay, man. that guy's why, just a gross why asshole. Why are you doing that? Why are you, you just letting your feet hang out in a business environment? You shouldn't take away my rights to flip-flops because you work with a sociopath <laughs> who doesn't care what No, I should think. take away your right to flip-flops because feet are the fucking nastiest part of the body, uh, hands down. I would rather... Uh, More than the butthole? Oh, dude, I would... I would I would lick a thousand buttholes before I ever licked a single toe. Ladies. <laughs> I'm gagging just We have that on it. tape. Derek would I'm not I'm not gonna do either of those things, but uh, I'm we'll saying we'll see. We'll see about that. I'm saying if there was if someone put a gun to my head and they were like, lick a thousand buttholes or a single toe. Oh, <laughs> uh, I do or, the butthole. Or we put this on our Patreon. As a reward for pledging money, Derek will lick your... B- oh, wait. That would make you a whore. What? You can't no, do it that. Because that's illegal. <laughs> okay, wait. We say if you pledge money, Derek will lick your butthole, but you're not allowed to appreciate it sexually. Does you that count? No. you can't. So you can't pay money directly to me in exchange for sexual services. But if but you say if you you're not going to be excited for it. And I provide sexual services incidentally as a reward. Yeah. Then I think it's okay. We should probably clear this with your girlfriend. But, yeah, I was, gonna, she feels. I was gonna say a oh. lawyer. <laughs> sure, my girlfriend She's works. Pretty too. much a lawyer. I think you just She's found you, I just found lawyer. your loophole to get out. Would be like, actually, I was gonna lick your butthole, but my girlfriend says I can't. And since this is the one time I choose to listen to her, I'm not going to. Yeah, that's I elect to on this one occasion that just happens to do with licking butthole. So, how many other podcasts do you think start talking about? The legalities of decabs and end on butthole butthole licking. licking? I would say at least <laughs> one. <laughs> There's got to be one out there that's done this before. I think it's a good defense for us because if people won't be like, "Oh my God, they're fucking racist. They don't accept other cultures." They'll get to the butthole licking. They'll be like, "Oh, they're just idiots. They're morons." Whatever. Yeah, well, we like should defense. disregard their opinion. <laughs> uh, I will say that the kneecap thing probably. I would be surprised if it holds up. Uh, someone's going to challenge it under the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Yeah. Even though, th- so this was a provincial law that went into effect, not a federal law, but this is something that will probably go uh, to the Canadian Supreme Court, and we'll see how they rule on it. Do you want to hear the conspiracy theory on the whole thing? Go for it. So, is I this like an Infowars conspiracy theory? Well, probably. Okay. <laughs> so people were saying that this bill is a tool of the Bloc Québécois. Because they still want to separate from Canada, so they're slowly trying to change the constitution of Quebec to be different than Canada, and then so Canada will call them out and be like, yo, what the fuck, you can't change this shit, this is federal, and then Quebec will be like, well, maybe we'll just leave then, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably be okay with that. Is Quebec leaving? I remember, yeah, it was this huge... Dude, you could get to Newfoundland so much faster. Fucking (laughs) ordeal. So that's that's not how it works. That's 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 a good old this hour's twenty two minutes <laughs> joke. Uh, I do remember what was it like ten years ago when they wanted to uh, same thing they wanted to ban turbans. Oh my uh, god! In the what was it? Just the RCMP, right? Wasn't yeah. It? Or yeah. Or wearing. I remember the turbans for motorbike helmets. Uh, yeah, yeah, which that that I get. That's a public safety thing. Like, although give people if you want to dome yourself on the concrete, yeah. because you're just wearing a turban. Fucking more power to you, buddy. But then what I say is, if you you should be allowed to ride your motorbike like super dangerously, i.e., wearing a piece of cloth instead of an appropriate helmet. You there should be a clause on your insurance that says I'm willing to increase my chance of bodily harm. For my ideals. 
and then you should pay a premium on that, and then Dale should pay less. <laughs> that's what this all comes down to. Because Dale paying less money. Yes, that's what I'm interested in. Sure, your religious feelings or whatever. I'm your, I just want to pay less money and not be called an Islamophobe on the internet. Oh, I was thinking about this on the way over. Instead of calling me Islamophobe, everybody, call me an Abrahamophobe. Because I'm equally terrified of Christian religions, and Christian religions and Muslim religions all stem back to Abrahamic religions, who God told to spread his gospel, and then they evolved into all the other religions. Yeah, I will say you you have posted about uh, Sharia law on more than one occasion, which I think officially makes you an Islamophobe, because the belief that this would, like, ever infiltrate North America. Well, no, I'm not saying moronic. I'm not saying it's going to infiltrate North America even though they have tried. I'm just saying Sharia law is inhuman. And anybody who believes that it's not shouldn't be allowed to make anything to do with laws. Okay. But it all comes down to like yeah, where it's widely practiced it is like the polar opposite of freedom. But well, uh, if you're a woman. Here, well, yeah, particularly. Yeah. Here where we value freedom and the freedom to practice whatever you want. Yeah. Where where do we draw the line? Where do we say, I say yeah, you, you can have freedom I up tell to you, this certain point? I can tell you exactly where you draw the line. You can have freedom as long as it doesn't interfere with another person's rights to the same freedoms i.e you can't have sharia law because it takes the freedoms away from women and yeah so that's the line you could have all the freedom you want as long as it doesn't take away from the freedom of someone else i.e women or minorities or someone of a different religion that's remarkably uh introspective from you there dale yeah that's uh sounded like an sjw here buddy oh i used to i Full disclosure, I was full on SJW in my early 20s. I was at college. Who wasn't, though? That's I like didn't have a job. Liberal breeding grounds. I was trying to get laid. It was probably the main <laughs> part. So I, I'm, still, I'm still really into equal rights for both sexes. I feel that's just a no-brainer and doesn't shouldn't you shouldn't even be considered like a protester if you're arguing for equal rights. That should just be like, oh, that's a regular person who thinks normally. That's what it should be. Uh, speaking of uh, colleges as liberal uh, breeding grounds and adults in diapers, we will discuss that right after this short break. Break. So we could you please explain to me you stayed shallow I went too deep I'm scared to be living by the ocean And we're back. Hello, Internet. Welcome back. How's it going? Did you miss us? We took a short break. For you, it was probably even shorter. I'd have to assume. <laughs> probably felt like, what, 10 seconds, 20? <laughs> Something like that. Well, whatever length of song we splice in here afterwards. What were we talking about after the licking butthole things? The We're well, going to move into diapers. Oh, the diapers, yeah. yeah. So uh, this... That, that was my ham-fisted approach at a... It was an awful as segue. A retroactive segue. I've seen better. <laughs> Gotta get that in there. Make sure everybody knows Derek's drinking delicious drinking coffee. Drinking the caffeine. I'm all fueled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week at Kent University, uh, conservative advocacy group, uh, Turning Point USA, uh, which is... Uh, so it's this group that is tasked with getting more... Uh, liberal college students turned on to the wonders of uh, conservatism. Hmm. Um, I think, let, let me read their uh, official bio here. But it's, uh, yeah, an advocacy group uh, that youth organization that promotes the principles of fiscal responsibility, free markets, and limited government. Uh, and if there's one thing college students... Like, it's fiscal responsibility. I'm, fucking, I'm 37 years old, and I'm just like, look at these fucking knobs. Like, no college student yeah. is ever, ever going to sign up for this. In fact, I'm still recovering from my financial irresponsibility that I went through in college. Yeah. 
which you, okay, maybe the fiscal responsibility thing, but they're they're not speaking on an individual level. They're promoting oh. it on like governmentally. Oh, they're like, like these big businesses should make more taxes. Yeah. And that's what they mean by fiscal responsibility. They, they're like, yeah, we yeah. should subsidize uh, large corporations at the expense of the American middle class, I think is, uh, is yeah. what they're going for. I mean... Libertarianism. I'm, I'm not Woo! really an American middle class. Wait, am I middle class? What's middle class? Oh, you would be you would be like upper middle class in America, probably. I think the... Uh, Could I be the bad guy in an 80s movie? Let me do some on the fly am research here. Am I that here. type of middle class? You're, no, why, why would oh, that be? Oh, that'd be the best. Uh, because the bad guys are awesome and hilarious. And they always had cooler intro music. Uh, U.S. median household income had incomes ranging from about $42,000 to $125,000. Keep in mind that that's U.S. dollars. Uh, so forty two thousand American dollars would probably be like what ninety thousand Canadian, <laughs> roughly. So I can't be the bad guy in a in an eighties movie. But yeah, with your uh, with you and your uh, girlfriend who you live with. Oh, it's household income. Attention, ladies. Dale has a girlfriend he lives with. Yeah. Like cohabiting. Dale's your guy. She's totally not disgusting. <laughs> so that goes in the win column for good old Daley. Um, but yeah, there's this, uh, conservative advocacy group that went, um, first of all, like nice, timely protests. They went to, uh, they set up a protest against safe spaces on universities, which I think is something we were discussing around this time last year. I'm totally against safe spaces. Yeah, but the world, the world's moved on. No one's even fucking protesting shit anymore. I blame that shit for why Trump got elected. What? How? Oh, because of the pushback against. Yeah, it's a pushback over correction where everybody's like, whoa, 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 we're getting intolerant of all this tolerance. So we're invited. We're just gonna fucking pick this crazy lunatic and burn everything down. It definitely played a role. I think Uh, there, there has been this kind of trend towards uh, people. Uh, and, uh, you know, in in portrayals, it does seem to be focused a lot on, like, liberals and, and the left. Yeah. But you see it across the board is that people just really believe that their beliefs should be, like, coddled and encouraged and never challenged uh, in any forum. Yeah. So to try and counteract that, uh, a bunch of grown-ups put on diapers uh, at Kent University and went uh, the general theme was uh was that people who demand safe spaces are are babies i guess but you put an adult in a diaper your message is gonna get lost no one's gonna no one like they're just gonna zero in on the diaper thing and uh and how can we for 100 percent guarantee that this isn't sexual for some of these individuals oh absolutely like no one's putting on a diaper by accident no one's like oh i'm gonna humiliate myself just to own libs yes you like wearing that diaper buddy yeah exactly you you really enjoyed yourself and the lady in all latex holding the leash around your neck is a little bit of a giveaway Uh, yeah, conservative group dons diapers to protest safe spaces at Kent State. Uh, I don't know, you know, fire your PR person because you're, they're a moron. Uh, whoever conceived this protest is a moron. It's funny because the states pass these laws where you're not allowed to haze people to be in your frat anymore. So they just take the same antics and call them protesting. Yeah, (laughs) and only you do it to yourself. Yeah. is it, is it all freshmen wearing the diapers, or is it, like, adults? Or wait, it's people that don't even go to college, right? No, I think it was uh, possibly university students. How uh, many hipsters were there involved? Uh, well, this guy looks like a hipster. These yeah, people all kind of look like shitheads, actually. That's what I was saying. Like, is this too far beyond the we're wearing onesies to be ironic? Was this an ironic protest? I don't think it was. I think they actually thought they were owning libs by doing this. Um, I just want to say, if anybody wants to wear a diaper as protest, I encourage it because it's fucking hilarious. I will, however, not take anything you say to me for the rest of your life seriously. Well, that's the thing. All the all the tweets from this uh, this group's account now are basically being just spammed with pictures of people wearing <laughs> diapers. And, like, the hilarious thing about this group is that they see like 
they have millions of dollars in in dark money from like the Mercers, which is the Ooh, same family. Dark money. Dark money. How do we get dark money? This sounds amazing. Well, by selling our soul. So if we want to pivot, become like this hard alt right podcast, I'm pretty sure we could see some money uh, for doing so. Oh yeah, like we talked about me screaming red face like Alex Jones. Yeah. So if we want to take that route, and uh, you know, attention listeners, if you do hear us doing that at any point in the near future, know that it it was just because you didn't give us money. Yeah, you fault. didn't pay us enough, and now we think that chemtrails are a real thing. Oh wait. Nah, whatever. Do I can't. It. I can't get a board on. Ke- okay, there's two things I could never get on board with: chemtrails and flat Earth. Although I do want to put a call out: if there are any actual Flat earthers out there, I want to take you out for coffee and have a conversation with you. I don't want to hear about all the conspiracies about how all the round earth is wrong and how it's all fucking made up and how there's a big conspiracy. What I do want to hear about is I want to ask you many questions about the rest of the solar system and how the other planets work and maybe even the galaxies with a flat earth in it. Well, oh. That's something I've never actually asked. Uh, because is it they're just all like the Earth that's flat. Yeah, like or is it all the planets? How do sunsets work? Is it well? Because and the, would well, I guess the galaxy is flat. Are we just proving the Earth's flat because the galaxy's flat? Like the Milky Way is a spiral. That's kind of two D. No, it's flat too. Everything's flat, bro. Yeah, and that's another thing too. It's like when Galileo. Was it Galileo who proved that the Earth rotated around the sun and not the other way around? Wasn't that Newton? Or was that, right, that Newton was the proved gravity? gravity. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So what would a flat Earth effect be on the gravitation of the Earth around the, the sun and, like, the moon's gravitational pull on the Earth and how that affects the tides? How does that factor into a flat Earth? You're going to have all those things with it being flat, I okay. think. Okay, we'll save this. We'll table this for if somebody wants to talk about this. Maybe, yeah, if you uh, know any flat earthers, please feel free to send them our way. We'd, we'd love to have a discussion with them. Potentially I'm not on a podcast. trying to convince you the earth is round. I just want to know how the solar, how the universe works with an earth that's flat. That's all. I, I'm particularly curious if all the other planets are flat. Could you imagine if they just fucking answered all your questions and convinced you that the earth was flat? How much would that change your life? Well, it would make me uh, start earning some dark money on this fucking podcast, that's for sure. Dark money is a pretty good... Dude, if you can convince me that the world is flat, I will totally buy into chemtrails and... uh... Oh, yeah. Chemtrails, way (laughs) more... low, That's low grade. That's lower on the outrageous factor than a flat earth. But if you came up to me and you're like, Dale... Here's a suitcase full of dark money, and it was like purple, like in a sci-fi movie. I'd be like, the Earth is flat. I will tell everybody. It's not literal dark money. It's regular colored money. Can I get mine tinted so it looks (laughs) darker? Yeah, you can do that. So that the message is more clear that I'm evil, and I become a bad guy. Could I grow a mustache? You can, well, you specifically cannot grow a mustache because you're Dutch and really bad at growing They can't see my face. Don't <laughs> tell them it's that. It's awful. Could it's I, sparse could, as hell. Could I call myself Negadale and Fucking be a darker version of myself with my dark money? Toddler toddler mustache. And, and I could be like in Spider-Man 3 when Spider-Man went all dark and he got all cocky and he only wore dark clothes, so that's how you knew he was bad. Could I do that? Was that the third one? With yeah. Tobey Maguire? Yeah, and then he thought he was all sexy, and he, like, gave the chick the, the finger the guns. The cheese guns, yeah. And she laughed at him. That's, like, my favorite part of all Spider-Man movies. Yeah, that's when he got, uh, like, venomized or whatever, yeah. right? the symbiote. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. I don't know why they ever rebooted those. Those were, uh... Yeah, and they just got Venom, and Lowell as Sandman? Fucking amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, from, uh, <laughs> from Wings. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest show ever to come out of the 90s. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, conservative group wearing diapers. Uh, make sure you make fun of them soundly. Uh, also, on U.S. college campuses this past week, uh, alt-right, white nationalist Richard Spencer... Uh, held another still talk. Around? Still around. <sighs> held, held a talk at the University of Florida... Um, 
the one place he'd be accepted. Well, it's like, so <laughs> this dipshit, and, like, I think people are finally starting to wise up to it because this guy's whole thing, same with the Milos of the world, same with, uh, you know, these other prominent figures of the, of the alt-right. Their, their whole shtick is to show up at these universities where they know they're going to get a ton of people out protesting yeah. them. The protesters are going to do something stupid and look like assholes, and it's going to make you think, like, well, okay, if I compare uh, asshole protesters or Richard Spencer, maybe yeah. gassing millions of Jews doesn't look so bad anymore. Yeah, because you're like, hey, if these left-wing guys are all prone to violence, that's the one thing I didn't like about the right-wing guys. But, yeah. Like yeah, so uh, actually went over really well this week. Richard Spencer showed up. Uh, he was initially going to give a talk. Uh, a lot of places in town... Uh, Gainesville, Florida started offering like promotions. This one brewery had a promotion where like, hey, get tickets to this event, trade them to us uh, in exchange for like free beer and we'll just light them on fire and then these seats will go empty at this fucking talk, yeah. uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, Richard Spencer ended up changing it to an invite only talk. Uh, which I think there was a picture of like 11 of the angriest little white dudes you could ever imagine <laughs> in For your life. For future reference, if I ever set up to do a speaking engagement and somebody buys all the tickets and lights them on fire so I still get the money but don't actually have to do anything, that's the best case possible I don't, scenario. I don't think he got money for it. Uh, they, oh, they were like the they were free tickets. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think anyone's oh. gonna pay to see this guy. Uh, and then his talk ended up being crashed by protesters anyway. And during the Q and A session, uh, there were people lined up to show that clip of him getting punched in the face on their phone. <laughs> and that was like the entire Q and A was just people showing Richard Spencer uh, the clip of him getting punched in his face. So successful demonstration. Uh, there were no assaults, there was no violence, except for uh, three uh, Spencer supporters who are white nationalists opened fire on some protesters with guns, uh, which actually made them look bad. So Yeah, that makes you look pretty bad. Yeah. And I just got to say, now that Florida's woke, that's pretty much the fucking like far right holdout isn't it yeah that's the that's the like the high uh actually you'd be surprised it's a lot of it's uh is in uh like o ohio apparently like mm. whenever i read about these shit heels now they're from mm. like really economically depressed areas where you have all these like super mad white dudes who are poor as fuck and women won't date them and they just the whole reason for white nationalism is it's these angry dudes like your typical teenager yeah. who's poor and uh, grotesque to women. Oh. Uh, and instead of being like, oh, you know, I'm poor and grotesque to women, but I'm a teenager. I'm going to grow out of this. You just spend your entire life blaming other people for that. Okay. For these people who are poor and grotesque to women, uh, just become a goth. I did. Chicks dig that shit. Well, chicks, yeah. The chicks who dig goths are not uh, top tier, I'm going to say. Don't you say that about those many lovely women who I mean, it's a good, showed me a good time a good, in my youth? It's a good cop-out. It's a good... Uh, okay, maybe not goth, but just become interesting so that they... Yeah, or edgy. Like, differentiate yeah, yourself. Yeah, So, like, women will be like, wow, this guy's ugly and he's poor, but he sure knows a lot about this one subject I'm into. Maybe I'll just blow him later. <laughs> I won't have his babies... But Who's I will, looking to have babies? I will make uh, him people from Ohio. Maybe, and ladies, if you see a grotesque guy who's poor, maybe show him a little love. You don't know. You could be stopping a serial killer or in his saving, uh, yeah, a, a future white nationalist from yeah. just hating women and minorities the rest of his life. Uh, but yeah, at some point, it just becomes a self fulfilling prophecy where like your views are so shitty and toxic that like yeah, no fuck, you're not going to be. Uh, employable and oh. women will never love you. So sorry, that's dudes. Terrible. Yeah. So that yeah. sucks. Yeah. But every time, like every time I see a picture of of a white nationalist or an alt right figure, I'm like, yeah, totally makes sense. <laughs> like I can one hundred percent believe where you came from. And I kind of like it because if you see this, like. Just depressingly sad dude who's poor, got nothing going for him. And you're like, 
Oh man, I feel bad. How can we fix the economy to make sure this doesn't happen anymore? What could I sacrifice personally so that everybody has an easier time making it? And then you hear he's a white supremacist and you just get to go, fuck that guy. I'm not changing anything. He's yep. an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, so there are definitely, uh, definitely opportunities there. So left, I hope you take inspiration from this and every time one of these dickheads feels compelled to... Uh, get some free publicity by making uh, a speech at a university and baiting you. And actually, something I did not know is most universities uh, have, like, clauses where they cannot deny uh, speakers from speaking Yeah. based on their, like, political views or, or their beliefs. So... Uh, Wait, is that the safe spaces they're talking about? Well, it's kind of the opposite of a safe space in that everyone is free to express oh, their opinions yeah. uh, as long as you're not breaking any laws uh, at universities, which is so, why most of these shitheads keep targeting universities. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, you don't; these people don't even want to speak to university students. They just want to be able to speak, and universities are the only place they can do it. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Okay. All right. Uh... What's next on the docket? What do we... Oh, you want to check in? Speaking of the South, oh, uh, yeah. the U.S. South. Southern California, which usually isn't as bad as this regular U.S. South, I guess. Um, what was that place called? The... It was like some, some hipster restaurant where oh, yeah. they serve chicken and waffles. Um, I'm just going to look it up. So, oh. But like some hipster brunch spots. Yeah, uh, which yeah, there's zillions of them in the universe right now. You should avoid at all costs. Never go to a hipster. So basically, um, this restaurant in Southern California was serving, like Derek said, chicken and waffles. And they have a picture of it. It actually looks pretty good. It's got like chicken, waffles, some sun-dried tomatoes, some uh, compote. Sun-dried tomatoes. Syrup. Is that what that is? I don't know. I hope not. That would be awful. Anyways, what happened was they were getting their chicken from Popeye's Chicken and then reselling it under their own chicken and waffles. And, yeah, that's bad. Not supposed to do that. Nah, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's the, the hallmark of a good entrepreneur that you're just going to – if if you know – that you're a hipster spot and all these dumb people are showing up every day willing to pay $18 for shitty chicken and waffles just so they can put a picture of it on Instagram. Why wouldn't you just buy that shit from Popeye's? That's a good point. And they were charging $20 for, and the chicken they were getting it cost like $5. Yeah, for Popeye's chicken. Like, they, these people were making money hand over fist uh, yeah. to exploit the uh, brunch crowd. I will say that brunch people are probably... Uh, the worst people in the world. Now that I'm a few years removed from that scene, yeah, uh, people who like, yeah, treat brunch like a like a religious event. Yeah, like, uh, hey, you want to go have brunch? It's like, well, can we just have breakfast? Yeah, because I'm hungry now. Can I, I just wanna... eat some fucking like oatmeal in my house? Yeah. Do I have to go all the way downtown just to have a meal? And stand in line up at some hipster oh. spot just to get a, a sweet pick for my gram? Wait, I'm only going to have brunch if I could get it from a food truck so I could stand up and eat. <laughs> it's better for <laughs> digestion, after don't I, you know? After I pay. Actually, I heard it's worse. What? Yeah, no, I was. I was oh, being, you, you, you're being say. sarcastically yeah. facetious. Sarfetious. <sighs> Fecastic. I just don't appreciate brunch anymore because I have a kid, so the places I can go for brunch are, like, IHOP or fucking Denny's, like, really bad restaurants. And I don't appreciate brunch anymore because I have gout. So I can't fucking <laughs> eat anything good, so... All right, your reason trumps mine. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm sure that having a child is more magical than having gout. I don't know about that. I was going to say worse than having gout, but I don't want... I don't want future Noah who's listening to this get a complex because his favorite uncle said he was a burden oh some days properly or it feels like you have a sore or you a twisted ankle it's like oh man I'm gonna eat all this shit and then the next day you wake up you're like why does my ankle hurt you're like all right that diet I'm on that I actually can't cheat on because then it hurts because then my body immediately punishes me yeah so for future reference, if you want a diet plan that works, link physical pain to cheating on your diet and you will be better at it. 
or you'll just get tougher maybe yeah that's i think also true of people who uh like have celiac disease or uh are lactose well, celiac intolerant. disease you just piss out of your butt if you eat wheat okay well that's crude dale well it's true it's not cr- it's like libel it's not crude if it's true and a public service you don't want to eat wheat if you have celiac it fucks up your life way worse than gout I have feel bad for people who have celiac. Yeah, because that's a legitimate people yeah. with gluten sensitivities. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Do, do you want to hear my super insensitive joke about gout? Well, you're allowed to make those because you have gout. Okay, of course I know what white privilege is. I have gout. <laughs> On that note, we're gonna take another quick break. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes to discuss uh, other shit. Yeah. Hi guys, we're back. Hooray! Yep. And now we're going to talk about... Uh, so Dale made... Dale was the outrage this week. Yeah. Uh, so a Canadian hero and icon Gord Downey, uh, frontman for the Tragically Hip, passed away after a long battle with cancer. Yeah. Uh, Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister, uh, made a touching statement in which he openly wept. Uh, commemorating his friend, Gord Downey Jr. And I told him to pull it together because you're the leader of our country. So Dale, Dale I made it. a Facebook post. Yeah. Not only not only uh, insensitive to Gord Downey dying, he also criticized Justin Trudeau, uh, which is like, you're just opening yourself up to a world of hurt there, buddy. Apparently, um, the people who actually love Justin Trudeau are... Uh, late to late twenties to early forty year olds who populate my Facebook feed and tell me about women how predominantly. I shouldn't say anything bad about Trudeau. Also, the whole Gord Downey thing. Um, I don't know. I never liked the tragedy. I get lots of people are sad, and I'm sympathetic to that. But personally, I never really liked the tragically hip, and I don't really get that emotionally involved when people I've never met other than hearing their music pass on. Okay, but what if... uh, I was thinking mm, about this. Like, what musician would you be? I was thinking about... I was like, wow, these people are really brokenhearted. And I was like, would I care this much if anybody died? And the closest thing I could come to it is Trent Reznor, the man behind Nine Inch Nails. Because when I was in grade nine... I was very angry or whatever. And then I heard Nine Inch Nails for the first time and I was like, holy shit, this music is amazing. It feels like it's coming from inside of me. I totally emotionally identify with it. But even if he died, I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't cry. I, I think would- that's the thing. I think uh, Gord Downey did, uh, you know, I was a tragically hip fan for like three years uh, in, when I was 16. Um but uh, I do think that that Gord Downey uh, and the Tragically Hip did kind of connect emotionally because they like sang about exclusively Canadian shit. Yeah, uh, this was never a band that was gonna find like worldwide popularity because mm-hmm. unless you were Canadian, you didn't know what the fuck they were. They were speaking in code. Yeah. Uh, so I I can see the emotional connection there. Um, I will say, Justin Trudeau. It amazes me that we're this far into his term and the guy's done fucking nothing substantial at yeah. all. Yeah. Or or good. Uh, and he still has so many boosters. Well, see, the thing, my problem with Trudeau is I try to stay out of politics, whatever, because I don't actually think he has too much control over what gets done and what doesn't. I think it's like the states where there's a group of people who decide what's going down and what isn't. And that would be why he's failed so many of his uh, election promises. But the thing about Trudeau that I don't like is how insincere he is. It seems like he's got this huge PR firm telling him what to do and what to say so that he can connect with the, I guess, the young voters. The millennials. Not even the young voters, I guess, the 
used to be young voters that Steve, like he's basically trying to connect with everybody that was too young for Stephen Harper when he was in office and they grew. So now basically Trudeau, in my opinion, will say fucking anything to connect with the left leaning late twenties to early 40 year old citizens of Canada. And people tell me that he was genuinely sad because Gord Downey died and they were friends. And I don't really, I guess that's true, but like, you're still the leader of our country. You're still trying to deal with NAFTA. You're still taking all this flack from this small business tax that you just introduced that's going to fuck over a lot of Canadians. So I just feel like it was kind of a diversionary tactic to get a little heat off him so that his followers and praisers, who are the people that would be affected by this new tax thing, would kind of ease up on the criticism. So... Yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly it's it's working. I mean, Trudeau does have uh, a lot of admiration, like you said, amongst left-leaning people. But yeah. you look at the guy's policies, they aren't particularly left-leaning, like, yeah. at all. He's got uh, the best of both worlds. He gets to be kind of a right-wing conservative leaning with his policies, making money here and there. And he still gets the love and adoration of all the lefties. Yeah. So... But again, he does face an inordinate amount of criticism from the right. For It's like, uh, I'll, I'll draw the parallels. So we no longer live in a world where we just respect our, our elected leaders. Yeah. Um, those days are behind us. So Thanks, you, George Bush. You look at the end of uh, Stephen Harper's tenure uh, as prime minister. It was like the last like year and a half that he was prime minister. Yeah. It was everything the guy did was just like... He was, like, soundly shit on by the left. Like, it didn't matter uh, any appearances he made, any statements he made. uh, He was criticized. And we've seen the same thing basically since Trudeau was elected from the right. Um, And and this was something where he was definitely opening himself up for for criticism from his detractors and for for praise from his supporters. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's... I take umbrage with people telling me I have no empathy because I expect the leader of our country to maybe release a written press statement about how sad he is and not openly weep on TV. Yeah, but that wouldn't be his emotive. That wouldn't get you in your feels. Yeah, like he's the guy... He's basically our Trump defense. He's the guy who's supposed to save Canada from getting fucking dragged into the whirlpool with Trump. Like, Trump's already been dragged by Riptide out to sea. He's got his hand around Canada's ankles, and we're pretty much going to go with it. So maybe Trudeau should stand up to him and, I don't know, show a little more bravado and a little less... That's just toxic masculinity, Dale. That's just you thinking that men should not be permitted to openly weep when discussing the death of beloved Canadian singers. Well, that's another thing. How beloved were they? Like, were they best friends? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Because I heard I heard it bandied around that they were friends. And yeah, like you, I, I don't know. Is there like and if they were super good friends, then yeah, sure. Be sad, but don't go on TV and cry. Like, it just seems fake to me. Like, I don't think he actually would have cried on TV unless it benefited him. And if that makes me a bad person, well, I already know I'm a bad person. (laughs) Is this a rhetorical question? If that makes me a bad person, then I guess uh, par for the course. Guess I'm still a bad person. Already knew that going into it. It only took me three swings on the ninth hole. That's about what it does. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau sucks. It it did seem kind of calculated, but at the same time, like, yeah, if they were actually friends or whatever, then yeah, uh, sure. Mm -hmm. Shed a tear or two. I do yeah. see your point about, uh, yeah, it did seem like uh, uh, virtue signaling, kind of like, yeah. look how much I cared, look how close Gordon I was, look and how much I feel. And that's for everybody else on Facebook to be, for them to show 
how much on the Sad for Gord Downey Club they are by telling me how much music of his they're going to go home and listen to. Which, sure, go home and listen to whatever you like. I listen to some terrible music. I'll, listen, I'll pop on Sandstorm every once in a while. You pretty much exclusively listen to no, terrible music. No, some of it's good. You listen to, to very awful music. Anyways, what I'm saying is... Your, the, your taste in music is bad. I miss... That's coming from a guy who likes Fall Out Boy. Yeah, that's terrible. I miss the <laughs> days where people didn't have to announce and prove how sad they were. Like, I get it. You're all broken up. He's a pretty big guy. He did a lot of he also did a lot of good things outside of music. I'm not blind to that. He was a good spokesperson. He did fight a lot for indigenous rights and he was a hero in that respect. But <laughs> but I uh, don't need my Facebook clogged up with all of you telling me how many times you cried in a day. I did I didn't cry at all. I did listen to I didn't even listen to Tragically Hip Song that day. I found a clip of one that I shared on my Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I did not actually listen to the entire song. I, however, listened to a fucking day's worth of Tragically Hip because at work we play the radio. And that's where all this information comes because I heard the Trudeau statement three times. I heard the press release put out by Gord Downey's family like five times. And then I heard... Tragically hip songs like a thousand times and I will say I do like the song ahead by a century and music at work is all right Other than that like that 38 year old and kiss the or never kissed a girl. Song, yeah, that song sucks. That's just depressing uh, That's like if you took the movie 40 year old virgin and took all the humor out of it And it was just Steve Corral being sad Yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, best tragically hip albums were uh, Trouble at the Head House, which is the one that had Head yeah. by Century on it, and Day for Night, which was the one they put out before that, that had uh, yeah. Nautical Disaster and uh, some other, definitely their darkest work. And, and after that, it was all. It and was I want to say, when I was 15, I wanted to be a tragically hip song because I saw the cover of the CD and it had tits on it. Day for Night, when it's all like the stuff mashed up against the screen. And no, like, Day for Night is the one with, like, it's got like a. It's like blue, and it's yeah. got... Well, what's the one with all the stuff on it? Or was it Road Apples? Uh, no, you're thinking uh, fully, the, com- fully Completely? Yeah, the one with all the stuff that's photocopied and pushed against it, and then there's tits on it. And I was like... This one? Yeah. What Wait, is that? Fully tits? Completely? Yeah, those are tits. Bro, look at those titties. So basically, I somebody lent me the CD, and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be good. But keep in mind, this was when I was just delving into Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, Ministry, and my expectations of music did need to have a darker, heavier feel, and I was very disappointed with what I heard from Tragic. I never noticed that those were boobs until today. Yeah. So thank you for that. Those are female boobies. The, uh, the... (laughs) The... The big boob album uh, from my upbringing that I remembered that I bought exclusively, ex- exclusively, exclusively, <laughs> explicitly because of the boobs was uh, Ween, uh, Ween's uh, chocolate and oh, wait, what was it? Uh, chocolate, and... chocolate and cheese. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't go wrong with Ween. Ween's pretty good. Yeah, this one major under boob on that. Oh album. yeah, uh, dude. I, can you remember in a day long ago when Underboob like got you going? That was like the pinnacle. That was like yeah. I was like because you could show it in in public and yeah. it, it wasn't explicit. And there's no areolas, so it's like fucking. It's like side boob. But it like, was still boobs. Yeah, like, that's still boob. No. Oh my god! Like Derek's right. It's still boob. <laughs> it was. It was definitely a more enlightened time. Actually, kind of. I want to digress because. I was talking to my girlfriend about something. I don't know. We were talking about how much people don't pay attention anymore because of cell phones. And I was like. <laughs> I was talking to my girlfriend about something. I don't know what it was. I was on my Something cell about not paying attention. Anyways, I was, I was, I came up with this idea. Uh, smartphones are fucking amazing because I haven't been bored in 10 years. Yeah, smartphones suck, dude. It I'm might gonna... be because I'm more easily entertained. But remember before smartphones, if you're going to go meet somebody somewhere and they were late. And you just basically had to sit there like a fucking idiot waiting for them. You're like, well, I can't call them because I don't have a cell phone. And I don't know where the fuck they are because 
it's just fucking anarchy and nobody has smartphones yet, so we can't get a hold of each other. So I'm just going to wait here and wish that I brought a book with me. Like, that's how bad we were. We wished we had books in our pockets. That's how terrible and boring life I, was. I kind of wish we could go back to the, the books in pockets days. And think how much smarter you looked carrying a book around with you ever. Well, I probably would have had to carry smart books instead of books like Samurai Dinosaur where people... Is this an actual book? Yeah, I have it. It's uh, these people got in this time machine and they ended up going back to dinosaurs, then Samurai Time separately, and a dinosaur got through the portal and went to the world of dinosaurs. So these scientists went had to like align themselves with samurai groups so that they could hunt a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, yeah, that sounds rad as hell. Yeah, if I saw someone reading this book in public, I would be like, I'm best friends with you now. Let's hang but out. I don't see girls being like, well, that guy's reading a book about uh, scientists teaming up with samurai and fighting dinosaurs. I better give him a blowjob so maybe some of his smartness will go into me through osmosis. Whereas now you can be looking at a smartphone and it looks like yeah. you're important and doing work, but yeah, really like, you're playing like a samurai dinosaur game. Yeah, it's like I'm fucking I'm obsessing over my fantasy hockey lineup, which is also girl repellent. But girls could be like, well, maybe he's emailing his boss because he makes a lot of money. Maybe he is the boss. Maybe he's emailing his underlings. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's doing financial responsibility stuff. (laughs) Doing doing a business. I am not. No, probably not. I am not. not doing anything to do with financial responsibility uh lastly to wrap it up here uh this week the weinstein train kept on rolling uh the guy checked himself into apparently a one-week outpatient program to uh counteract his uh years decades probably of systemic sexual abuse uh he's cured after a week which is fantastic i think it was like it would be like a thing where you go in and the doctor says okay you have you have sexual problems of like predatorial uh, tendencies. Uh, we're gonna cure you. And then he was like, "How about a suitcase of dark money?" <laughs> and then the doctor was like, "I think you're better. You can leave. You, can, you pay me. I yeah. don't actually give a shit if you're better now." Uh, also, on the heels of that, uh, there was this kind of movement online where. Uh, women were encouraged to share their own stories of sexual abuse and harassment under the Me Too hashtag. Yeah. Uh, that was that was awful, man. I spent there. Uh, that was a dark couple days on the internet. Where yeah, like it kind of made me think back through all the sexual activity I've had with women, and I was like, is was any of it? Oh shit, am I one of the bad guys? Well, that's what I mean. I've definitely uh, come down on the the wrong side of. Uh, Proper, probably in, I in my say, interactions with women. I just got to put out there that I have never been a predator. There have been, I guess it would be go so far as to maybe stealing kisses or um, like when you're hanging out with a girl and you're all flirty and then you kiss her and she's okay with it and then you go to touch stuff and then she's not okay with it. Like, where does that fall on the whole sexual assault spectrum? Well, when she's not okay with the touching stuff, do you keep touching stuff or no, do you stop you touching stop. stuff? Well, yeah, no, that, I'd say that's okay. But you had still touched her when she wasn't okay with it. Yeah, uh, I don't, you know, it, it and the, the kind of breadth of experiences that were being shared, uh, you know, some of them were... Uh, you know, men like cat call me and shit. And some of them were like actual, like I was raped or assaulted or abused. Yeah, those are fucking like, terrible. Uh, you know, every woman out there has a story about how a dude has been shitty to her. And I think this last week kind of really reinforced that. Yeah. Uh, and as dudes, uh, I really hope that you were uh, not doing the virtually vir- or virtue signaling thing yeah. and being like, I I apologize on behalf of all men. I've never done anything, but uh, like that one douchebag on Twitter who oh, posted, that one posted the on shirt. Okay, the many douchebags on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that you took it as an opportunity to really like a support your women friends and b look at your own behavior and like Dale said, like yeah. questioning like. You know, as long as you're uh, aware of it and maybe you can recognize some instances where 
you did something shitty that you shouldn't have. And maybe talk to the people involved and apologize and see how you can heal together. Not like Derek said, take this as a chance to white knight all over my Facebook feed. I don't need that. But, yeah, like, I'm just going to say lots of dudes are fuckheads. And, like, we keep going back to, a lot of dudes couldn't get laid in high school, so it turns them into evil people who take it out on women because they blame the women for not giving it up to them when they wanted it. And it's all, it's like, yeah, it's terrible. And yeah, it is, it is hard because I've never physically assaulted a woman, but I guess I have stretched the boundaries. Like I said, when you're making out and you touch stuff and then you go downstairs, maybe before they want you to go downstairs you don't so call you, it going downstairs. Well, that's, I'm trying to like not get caught up in flippant terms for vaginas while I'm making this hard speech. Fair enough. But like one of my problems with the whole Me Too thing is it's like – and there's no real way to get around this. It's like calling everything assault from like the very worst of it to the very least like physical stuff of it. Like, I feel if you call, say, stealing a kiss an assault, it detracts from the seriousness that people will look at full-blown rape. Yeah, but I mean, it it does come down to, like, what you consider safe and and how you felt in that moment. And if you felt that your safety was threatened or that this dude was, like, uh, just, like, straight-up ignoring consent, uh, then, like, yeah, who cares if it's a fucking kiss or a catcall or an actual rape or an assault? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And this is something that, like, men rarely, uh, if ever, have to deal with because they're almost always the instigators. And what happened, like, and that was another thing, too. All these dudes were saying me, too, and you, like, read into it or about it, and it was like they were getting catcalled by women or whatever, which is different because when I'm walking down the street, and this has actually happened to me on a number of occasions, and a girl drives by and she's like, woo, what's up? And I go... Wait, that's happened to you on a number of occasions? Yeah. Girls have screamed, woo, what's up? Yeah. At you? Yeah. Back when I was thin. Okay. <laughs> in my college days. Back in the pre-gout years. Appa- apparently when you're a guy in your 20s and you don't give a fuck about anything and you dress like it, some girls are attracted to that. That's attractive to, that. to women, yeah. But what I my whole differentiating thing with it is I never felt scared in those situations. Like when I'm at a bar and a girl grabs my ass or the front, I'm never like, oh, my God, what does this mean? What do I have to find someone to walk home with me later? It's like, ha, 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 I'm going to have another beer. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's – there is kind of this culture uh, where women do by and large feel unsafe. So they're going to interpret those things more as direct threats whereas dudes yeah. are just like not – yeah, and I'm not saying that men shouldn't feel threatened. Like, if there's a situation where you do feel unsafe because of the sexual advantage, you're actually afraid. So, are we going to end on that? It's weak. Uh, as a white person, I'm offended. I'm being told I can't belittle other cultures with my Halloween. That, I guess, would count as other people's culture because Anne Frank was Jewish, was she not? And immediately calling for this costume to be taken off the market as insensitive. Yeah. Because they had some weird wording that they thought would try to make it okay. Um, of a World War II hero with this girl's World War II costume. It comes with a blue button-up dress. Uh, yeah. And I'll say that's typical of most Halloween costumes. That, like, are we really at a point now where it's white nationalist meeting? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, whenever there's a terrorist attack, some sexy version of something that shouldn't be sexy. Like a minion. Or, oh god, minion? Well, you shared your dislike for them, and then I liked them a little bit more after that. I don't know. I also dislike it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, <laughs> Derek. That's not true. Uh, I think other things. Salt thing. Yeah, that's really uh, everything that Double I want to cover here. So yeah. Um, uh, okay. See, now I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out because otherwise people are just. It's gonna be like when I told people I didn't like. Um. All right.
All right. On that note, uh, thanks as always for listening. If anything makes you angry or you want to share your culturally inappropriate Halloween costumes this week, feel free to tweet us at OutragedFactPod or me personally at Herder. Or me personally at Super Dalebot. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Stitcher. Uh, you can donate to us on Patreon. I want to give a special shout out to uh, listener Julie Robertson, who I was ragging on last week. Apparently, <laughs> she's been giving money to us this whole time. I also have to give uh, Julie extra props because she constantly tells me, uh, well, tells Derek that I'm funnier than him, which is. A gift all on its own. But now that I find out she's given us money on An top of that. An actual financial gift. That just kind of makes her better than every other listener. So, other listeners, if you want to, uh, I guess, not be pieces of shit, give us money. <laughs> Maybe we should. Let's go a little softer than calling oh, okay. our other listeners okay. pieces of shit. Okay, I didn't mean it when I said pieces <laughs> of shit. What I meant was if you want to be... Not garbage people? Yeah, better. Is that better? Yeah, I'll, that I, I'll accept that. Okay, if you... Oh, I'm just joking. I love you all. <laughs> I love you all equally, except for Julie, who I love more. Exponentially gives, more. Yeah. I don't um, even like Julie that much, and I like her more than the rest of you. Like, if some of our other listeners were in a car in the river and Julie was there, I'd pull her out because she gave us money. Yeah. And that's only uh, $5 per episode. So if you want Dale and I to potentially save your life someday. Over Julie's, give us $6. $6. $5.50. I will elevate you above Julie. Uh, yeah. But until then, other listeners, really time to up your game. Our loyalty is for sale. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Let no one ever question that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, until next week. Stay angry. Stay angry. Bye. The sound of your heart is wired to break.